Hey everybody, Ben Tringrove here. Welcome back to another episode of the Human Source Codex. In today's episode, Kelly and I jump into the topic of setting objective goals. Now, um, this has been a really interesting kind of journey for me over the last five years around goal setting because I think goal setting in the in the traditional sense gets a really um, misunderstood rep because what most people do when setting goals they're actually setting fantasies they're setting subjective goals meaning it's only one side and it's only when you start to understand um, well partly what Kelly and I teach around the law of polarity that there's always two sides that when setting goals and objective goals objective objectivity simply means both sided so when we're setting our, our vision our mission our goals on what we would love to achieve if we don't set them to be objective rather than subjective, then we're going to attract the uh, the opposing nightmare or the fears to bring us back into balance. And you quite often see this in the entrepreneur space that people will set these lofty goals, especially around typically around finance, and uh, you know to a certain number. And because it's more geared towards pleasure without pain, and they can only see one side, they attract these fears. Right? They attract these nightmares to bring them back into balance. So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I'll cue the theme song and we'll get into it. So the big question is this. How do truth-seeking entrepreneurs like us sift through the gurus and teachers that persuade us through hype by promoting half-truths? How do we as inspired individuals raise our awareness so we can access ever greater levels of achievement and fulfillment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ben Trengrove, and welcome to the Human Source Codex with co-host Kelly Stewart. All right, so congruent, the word congruent means alignment, right? And um, alignment or in in flow with something. Congruency uh, with really what we're talking about here uh, is objectivity or objectives, your highest objective in your goal setting or your goals what are your goals your plans for you and your life and everything that we're going to be talking about is coming back to you in, in what it is that you want to actually bring forth for your for humanity and how you're going to be of service on this planet while you're in this i call it skin bag right as a human mm-hmm. so objective congruent objective biases where are you in flow in alignment with your highest goals or what is your chief aim what is your core vision and mission like where are you going to that's a goal or an objective and a bias is also in alignment with what is your uh highest values so your axiology this again we're going to hear us talk about a lot about axiology and values because this is the cornerstone of where every person on this planet actually comes from and why they act and why they don't act so why they do the things they do and why they don't do the things that they do don't do right so congruent objective bias is really are you in flow with your highest chief aim or your highest goals or your vision and mission yeah perfect so this this can go off on a few different um vectors is a new word that i'm learning word of the day vectors but directions so um because it's at the start of the sentence how about we start with goals objectives so 
when I started getting into and learning more around um, goals, Kelly, you know, you hear this, the BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goals. And I even wrote it in my, in my book about it. But people, excuse my, my beautiful French, fucking hate goals because they'll often more not set objective goals. So objective is seeing both sides, but they'll set fantasy goals, right? That are, un, that are not in aligned with their true nature and who they are. So perhaps we could just start with actually even bringing to people's awareness and attention the difference between what most people do when setting goals and how to truly set an authentic uh, objective goal. Yeah, if we go, go back to the word objective, and I love that, Benji, because the word objective is really to be able to see both sides of anything, right? So that is where we step into our uh, objective is also relationary to prefrontal cortex area, you know, where we open up, open up that higher mind thinking so that we can activate our visionary cortices, right? So, you know, I'm not going to go too spiritual into this. That can be for another topic, but, um, but really, Yes, people tend to have fantasies around their goal settings, which what I mean is, is that I hear, well, I want to get the Lambo, right? I'm going to strive towards making a million dollars so I can buy myself a Lambo, right? Got to get the, that, that's that the goal. Me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let's talk about, let's tell us a story about you when you were, you were actually wanting, you know, that was the goal that you'd set to buy the Lambo. Yeah, perfect. So mm -hmm. it's like, um, I won't kind of go into too much of a backstory, but grew up kind of always had anything that I kind of needed or wanted to a degree. It's not like I grew up as a brainy child, but um, easy, easy childhood, you could say. Going into my 20s, started pouring myself into personal development. And um, yeah, I just felt, you know, I, I wanted this, like that, that lifestyle of the rich and the famous. And I set this audacious goal at 20 to like, you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to be a millionaire. However, I was so out of alignment and it was so incongruent because I was not even doing the actions and in, in coming from a place of true authentic service. It was just this narcissistic fueled uh, goals, imbalanced <laughs> goals, you could say. So um, yeah, even to this day, I'm now be 31 uh, this, this Saturday and uh, I'm only just kind of coming around to the, these difficult learnings of coming from more of a authentic service space. Um, so, so when you, when you had set this goal to, you know, be a millionaire and get the Lambo, did sure. you actually, you know, that was the, 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 the end in mind, but did you have the middle part like planned out and how you no. were actually going to, how you're going to get what? there? Was that just the dream that was on the end of it? And I, did you have any of the middle part actually planned out? No. Perfect question. So the, I didn't have the middle, but I had the beginning, meaning I knew that I would only get there through self-employment. Mm -hmm. So I've gone from, you know, working the family business to being a personal trainer, like many different kind of realms of self-employed, but I didn't sit down and go, okay, Lambo is 750K. It's going, you know, I can get there in this many years. I would need to save this much a month. That was never done. Therefore, so you, didn't, you, didn't have, you, you didn't have what I call the metric mindset to be able to uh, reach your objectivity or your end in mind. No. no. So nothing of that was actually planned out through metrics and looking at the, the particular costs 
and a pathway for you to be able to derive that end in, end in mind, which was the Lamborghini worth 750,000. It was just, well, I'm going to have to be an entrepreneur, but that's yep. the end, end in mind. And, you know, yep. I'll get there somehow. I don't know how, but, you know, I'm hoping that it will show up. So the hoping yep. came in. But you know what I think, you know, what I think was a massive part of me not doing that, that, that metric minded part was that if I truly did that, that brings it into a sense of reality mm -hmm. and then it almost creates the nightmare of, oh man, I don't yes. think I'm ever going to achieve yeah. my fantasy. This is, this is perfect because anytime that we actually set, uh, you know, like a, a goal without uh, the metric mindset and without true objectivity all the way through with the step by step process of how you're going to achieve it, you will breed the nightmare. This is where the fantasy and the nightmare are always entangled to those that are actually unconscious. And, you know, this, this is sold to the masses, you know, and, and if I go back and ask you when you were first learning how to, you know, set goals and the word you use big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG, mm. you know, that's just a fad that was sold to people to be able to, to what, to have a fantasy, right. And to, yeah. to feed you a dopamine hit to tell you yeah. that great, let's go and get this done. Ra 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 ra. And so like it, it uplifts you and then you perceive that you can get anything done. But yeah. then the reality comes in, which is the nightmare to say, well, you know, there's parts of this, parts of this component that's actually missing for me to yeah. reach that. So it becomes unobtainable. So in essence, it's actually creating, you know, this high, high narcissistic component, so high, high self-righteousness and yes. the, and a false perception of self-worth. And yes. then what it actually then comes and bitch slaps you in the face, you know, not too long afterwards is a low self-worth, the low self-esteem, because you realize that, oh shit, that's unobtainable. It's unachievable because there's unconscious components that are actually missing in there for you to actually get there, which involves work. And it actually involves like challenge along the way. And being able to step into realizing those components. So the majority of people on this planet, they, they have these big dreams and, and, and but they're, they're actually not like chunked out. They haven't been looked at objectively. Objective means both sides. Look at what are the steps of the challenge to be able to get there to do it. And mm -hmm. what do I need to do? What do I need to become to be able to achieve that? or have those particular things, right? So I, I talk about be, do, have, and give. You know, what do I need to become? What do I need to do? What do I need to action to be able to get what it is that I, I'm going to you know, work towards? And then what do I have to give back to be able to bring all this back into fair exchange as well? Mm -hmm. And so we, yeah. I was, I was going to interject. So we quite often hear um, in different verticals, you know, people do talking about, this be do have and um you know so you, you know kind of bring into this formula that the give part what made what made you kind of bring into this of course i'm sure it came from your love of universal principles and the hermetics why did you then stem in and bring in the give part when you'd think that would be the do part the altruistic side well i think that, that we want to look at three the three aspects be do have 
is out of balance. You know, there's only three components. So from an equation point of view, B to have give is, is that there is cross-vectoring that's occurring. So it brings it back into a state of balance. And that's something that I'll teach deeper into, into our masterclass of understanding the components of, of, of integrating uh, the narcissistic and the altruistic components within each of us, right? That also then brings it brings in other parts of of like the philanthropic components that we want to strive towards to be able to give back. Does that make sense? Yeah. But but in a that's something that I'll go in deeper in the masterclass with with. So I don't really want to like go too deep with that here right now because it would just confuse people. And yep. I need to, to chart that out. Yep. So I want to I want to bring back to you know your original question: um, congruence, biased, goal setting or objectives, right? So the majority and and everything comes back to our axiology, and mo everybody's identity revolves around their axiology. Everybody's identity of who they see themselves as actually revolves around their highest sense of values. And if, if people don't understand or know what their values are, I'm not talking about like universal values of print, uh, like truth and respect, et cetera, because that is, that is something where the majority of people actually stem from anyway. What I'm talking about here are your highest values of how you can actually be of service to humanity. So what you value the most to be able to give and to be able to receive. And now we understand our values are actually driven by our voids, what we perceive we don't have. And when we, when we work with particular people, like I can tell straight away, like where their attention actually goes towards and what their biased uh, values are. So we, we have these uh, selective bias attention, you know, personalities or expressions. So if you find somebody that, is labeled, this is what I love, like labeled ADD, attention deficit disorder. That is just a label that somebody's actually stemmed upon a person that is not really living in congruent to the projection of how society perceives that they need to be. But in essence, the truth of that, that person's not living true to what their values are. And their ADD, like the excessive expression, is really bringing them home to what their true values are. You know, we hear this quite often with school teachers saying, like, that child has ADD because he can't pay attention in the classroom. But, but realistically, what he's being taught is not a value to him. It's still an injected authority coming on top of him saying that he should actually know this stuff. He should take this on board. And, you know, I hear this from parents and a lot of my clients all the time. My child has ADD and all he, all he wants to do is, you know, like uh, play video games or something. And his attention actually goes, goes towards videos. Well, that's his value. That's where his value is, right? And so being a human behaviorist is a lot of observation. And so that's what I come back to, like, if you... Show me your actions, I can tell you what your values are. I can also, um, when, when a person is actually congruent in terms of their objective axiology, you'll start to actually see what happens, what we call selective bias retention order. So people will start to retain the information. 
that is important to them when they're truly living in their authentic axiology. And then from that place, we get selective bias intention order, where the intention of being able to be of service becomes inspirational because they're living congruently through their selective biases in their axiology. Mm. Beautifully said. So if we were to expand on axiology, because this is, this is the almost the, it is the first uh, content block slash weekend um, in our inception masterclass, because it is very foundational, right? So what happens then when someone isn't introduced to this information of axiology, which is, you know, meaning, you know, the human meaning, and axiology is a study of of uh, value and worth there we go so thanks for correcting me so <laughs> if someone doesn't awaken to what this is and then actually find out what their own authentic values are what's going to happen in their life well what will happen is that they will start to actually in many different things in like looking at the behaviors that actually come from people. We just say living in their lowest values. Right. Sure. And going on what I've just said is that we start to have short term re- retention disorder. So their, their life goes into disorder because the disorder is trying to awaken them to come back to their axiology, their authentic axiology. So if they're not living congruently to their authentic axiology, you won't be able to retain information. If you're trying to learn something or you've had something projected upon you, say like you're in a business that doesn't really, or you're in a business that doesn't really matter to you, it's not important to you, it's not congruent, it's not in your flow, you won't retain the information. You won't have intention. You won't have attention. So the attention just won't be there. Your mind will daydream and it'll go off somewhere else, right? And the inspiration for intention won't be there. You'll re- you will need motivation from the outside to actually drive you to act. And then from that place, we see people that are unfulfilled and they start to actually engage in other expressions to be able to feel full the, the feeling of... Uh, you know, you know what it's like to be unfulfilled. You start to actually have this energy permeating through your body, like I'm bored, I'm, you know, I don't know what to do, da, 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 da. So all these expressions start to come in and we see the addictions, the addictive behaviours start to actually come upon that. So yeah. uh, in essence, I think we did a, a talk yesterday about addictive components. So the addictions are secondary to a primary cause. The primary cause is that a person is not congruent to their authentic axiology. They're living yeah, off. They're living off purpose. Yeah, perfect. So, mm-hmm. so for those that are kind of listening and, and perhaps grasping this, so I always kind of like to explain it in the sense of if you imagine like a ladder, right, and on a ladder you have different rungs. Like you've got different rungs. You can, you can also visualize this in your mind's eye that in this ladder, your values have this hierarchy of, you know, the highest to the lowest. So let's just say you've got a ladder of 10 rungs, right? What happens is, is in my experience, 
these values that show up on each rung, right? So a value could be, you know, entrep- um, growing my business, learning, my relationship, exercise, right? That's the language that might be used. Now, if you are in the realm of personal development, entrepreneurship and following Gary V and Grant Cardone, right? And you want what they want, right? But you don't truly have a value on entrepreneurship, servicing others, serving others, and you actually have more of a value on exercise, socializing with friends and family, you will require these dopamine hits of watching YouTube videos and um, using visualization boards of whatever it is that you want, whether it be Lambos, this is me speaking of what I used to be like, and you will procrastinate and sabotage yourself because what's truly important isn't. Now, the cool thing is two things. We have a set of, well, it's about more than 30 questions now, isn't it, Kelly, on how to actually identify your authentic axiology and your hierarchy mm-hmm. of values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you can also mm-hmm. go through and change your values based on your objective goals that you would like to create in your life. So there is a way to really remyelinate the brain, neuroplastic, neuroplastic, what's the word? Neuro what? Neuroplasticity. There we go. To achieve, right? And that's the essence of part of the essence of the, the human source codex is really seeking ever greater levels of consciousness. So you can seek ever greater levels of achievement and fulfillment in your life and truly become a leader. So fuck yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said Benji as well with that. Um, And it it really, it is, that is, that is the truth of it. Uh, If, if you're not setting a goal in line with what your authentic axiology is, you know, you actually reduce the probability of achievement and massively, like absolutely massively. And yourself, you, if you're not setting, setting your goals in line with your authentic axiology, you know, your self-worth actually goes down as well too. And this is where we start to see uh, people procrastinating and, you know, they're, they're like, ah, oh, oh, but procrastination, I love it because it's a beautiful feedback just to let you know that you're not really in line with your authentic axiology. You know, you're, you can start to say, oh, I'd start to look for the question like, who am I trying to be that I'm not? And who yeah. am I actually you know, like looking up to that I can't be and or who am I hoping that I could become and having this fantasy of, you know, you talk about Gary Vee or Grant Cardone, you know, it's okay. Let's just take Grant Cardone. I mean, I love the guy because that guy's a worker, like the work that he's put in there to be able to achieve what he's achieved is uh, really insurmountable. So I encourage people to go and look at like, what did he have to do to be able to get to that point? Because Mm. all people will see is that him flying around his private jet, you know, teaching his kids about cash and all sorts of things, you know, like show me the money. But realistically, he actively did a shit ton of work to be able to get to that point. And he is so on purpose in terms of who he is as an authentic human being. I mean, he exudes that, doesn't he? Mm. It's, it's such a funny way that you frame that, right? Sorry to butt in because, I, one, I wasn't really almost expecting that. But two, because so many people do look at him like, you know, all he does is talk about money and, you know, all he does is flash this and he just polarizes people, which is one way to look at it. 
but he is showing up authentically to himself. And yes, people must remember that he's also, what is he now? I think he's like mid fifties or early fifties. And like, you know, he did grind and work. Anyone that at least knows his backstory, if you just watch Grant Cardone for five minutes, you'd think he's the biggest narcissistic fuckwit. But if you actually had followed him for a long time and know his backstory, yes, he's certainly uh, grinded and worked and hustled and all this kind of stuff, but doesn't necessarily mean that's the only way. And he has such a high value. He's on actual financial wealth building. He demonstrates that his actions are actually demonstrating that, you know, and so he has a high self-worth on himself because he is congruent. He's authentic. He's in flow with what his authentic axiology is. So, but, you know, it is also looking at, he, he, I'd love to have an interview with him and ask these questions. So what was, where did he know when he was hesitating or frustrating? Like what direction did he actually take? Because we're not ever going to get rid of those things. It's just how we actually choose to perceive them and filter them through our, cognitive biases and link it to what our values are and ask the question, well, how is this hesitation, frustration actually serving me? And what is it trying to reveal to me to bring me back to me, my, to my, my axiology so that I can get back on my path. And instead of going, Oh my God, you know, like I, I don't want to feel this way. I, I don't want to, you know, I can uh, go into the ho-hum doldrum victim mentality mode of, of behavior which just drives us deeper and deeper into the procrastination hesitation and frustration and keeps us out of alignment and out of flow to who we truly are as a as a person trying to actually live in our value system mm -hmm. does that does that make sense yeah and we all have unique value yes system. yeah so, so if each person on this planet has a unique set of values like there is no two people on the planet that will share the exact same value. Okay, so let me interject that because this is one thing that we haven't really discussed that um, I would like some hashtag clarity on is that say you and I, Kelly, both had, um, you know, business development is, is our highest value, then it was exercise and then it was um, healing work, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if they were the same, if we had this, if it was language like that, why is it that no two people have the same values if if do you get what i'm saying like why can't because, there be two because each person is made up of a subset of traits right we can go deeper into that we all have this expression we call it traitology and traitology is the expressions of how each individual chooses to actually show up and in each individual moment you know you'll be expressing a component of the traitology within you that is authentic to who you are and the same with me, with me as well. But I can guarantee you that they will not show up at the exact same moment as being exactly the same because the universal construct actually comes in and, and over, overrides that. But also, if we look at um, business building, that's just a label, right? That's just so a label. It's an of overarching label. label, but it's actually made up of a subset of systems and components. And so there's a hierarchy or a structural component that comes within that. And I'm dead certain that you would have a different thought process of how that is to the way that I would be. So that makes us uh, authentic in our, in our values and the way that we actually would work with the structure 
a hierarchical structure towards business building, but business yeah. building is the overall label. So that's where it actually creates a uh, differentiation of us in terms of values. Yeah. So it's so technically we could have the same labels and categories of values, but how yes. they are manifested and expressed. Yes. As, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This makes more good, sense. Okay. Very so good, good point. Very so. Good. So someone might be thinking, okay, cool. Again, grasping this as a, as a state of feedback of feeling, what would be the states of feeling when they are in their highest values? How would they be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm living authentically with my highest values. How would they well, feel? What, what we tend to actually, what we tend to see when we're, we're living authentically to our authentic axiology is we we feel like we're in flow, right? We feel like time actually just flows and it, it's, 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 you know, like time just stands, it moves very fast. And we have a sense of vitality around us. We have this sense of uh, magneticism, which you find other people actually attracted to you. We have this sense of inspiration that's actually flowing through us and we become electromagnetic, right? So, you know, we, we become, um, you know, almost like light as such. We become light within our whole feeling body, which is what I call this flow. We become inspirational, mm. which is also makes us feel light. And mm. uh, we could use the word, we actually have a true sense of happiness. Mm -hmm. A yeah, true sense of fulfillment. And yeah. we feel like we are achieving. Yeah, yeah. Because what, what I've found on this journey so far, especially in the last five years, uh, through myself and through others is that when they actually go through um, you know these questions that we've developed for un, you know refining understanding the axiology is that if they're in a field that they love to learn about whether it be about um, horses or equine you know whether it be about pottery whether it be about gardening or whatever that if their true highest values do end up being something that they don't want and therefore judging it what are you able to talk to a bit about that? Like, you know, if they find saying, out, like, are you saying that if, if somebody was like sitting in a math class, but it's not really a value to them, um, but it, compared to somebody that was like sitting in a science class and that was a value, I don't know. I'm talking about that. I want these goals, so this is almost actually where I'm at at the moment. I want these goals over here, I want these objectives, right. However, my, and I've just gone, say, through and done these 30 questions to identify my hierarchy of axiology. Mm -hmm. My highest values do not match my objective goals. Meaning if my objective goals are to grow, again, a million dollar yearly business and my highest, my highest value is learning and then it's exercise and then it's, let's just say, family. Well, you cannot create a million dollar yearly no. business no. your values are these because your time yep. attention energy yep. are going to go yep. to your highest values exactly so are we able to speak to exactly. that are we are we able <clears> to <throat> when that well, happens i mean simply it is get really clear on what your authentic axiology is what, what your highest values are and then you set goals and objectives around your highest validity uh values and basically then you'll have a higher probability of actually achieving that but if, if those two things are actually incongruent, we talk about congruency and incongruency, if they're incongruent, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. 
but you're going to get the feedback along the way that's going to be going, hey, hey, wake up to this, you know? Yeah. So, but okay. if you really truly can actually look at upsetting objective goals along the way towards your highest values, you have a higher sense of probability of achievement. And we must understand as well too, that along that way, there is both pleasure and pain, challenge and support in achievement towards our highest value, which is really our teleology. So axiology and teleology go hand in hand. Axiology is, is the values, teleology is the end in mind. Teleology is your purpose, your vision and mission. So we say, you know, set, set goals in alignment with your highest values so that you can actually achieve your teleology or your telos. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I'm in my metaphoric, uh, metaphorically Mustang. Let's shift gears. Okay. So one thing that I think, I, I basically think like people have stopped authentically dreaming. Okay, so what I mean by this is they will set things, their goals and objectives, more that are unconscious, are born out of seeing the girl on TV that's this kind of body, seeing the guy who's successful in Entrepreneur Magazine, right? They are, they are come, these goals and objectives, or goals, I should say, have come to them through filters in society, right? And what they think is going to give them more pleasure than pain. This is my perspective. Yeah. Now, now, what is the, um, how do you even actually set objective goals? Because you may get, and I get this, you may get people going, well, shit, now I'm confused on actually what I really want. This is when there's actually an art of architecting the life that you want to create. And it is an art, or well, it's an art and a science. So does this mean we must go through at least a chronological order of going axiology, teleology, to then know, okay, what do you actually want to create for your life? Yep, yep. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like bringing that into, into awareness and consciousness. And um, that, that's where the masterclass that we're doing will help people actually be able to get into that space and really architect the life that they want. And to be able to architect from understanding where their highest values are, which is basically the foundation for you to be able to build into your teleology so it's like if you if you didn't build a foundation for your house that you you know put a concrete floor in and really got clear on you know the depth the width and the structure and all the components that needed to be able to hold the house up then what's going to happen that foundation is going to then crumble with the with the, the rest of the house on top of it right it's not going to yeah. last very long yeah and this is yeah. something that you know i wish I wish for every human being on this planet to be able to live a, a life of fulfillment by understanding these, to me, they're just simplistic, like this, this sim simple component of axiology to architect and to build the life of, of what it is that they truly wish to be and truly wish to have. Yeah. And, and the thing is that last I mean, statement, what they truly only, wish to be. Mm. Because we, we, we only really have a short time while we're here. So why not make the most of it? Why not make the most of actually being who you are and instead of trying to fit, uh, fit in with everybody else? When this is, you know, going back to your, your question, if, is, if people um, 
are looking up to, you know, say like movie stars or the people in the magazines or people that are in what we label as having, uh, you know, like fame and they want to be more like that, you know, that could be also be a, a, a feedback to let them know that there's something in there that they wish to be. Do they want to be an actor? Do they want to be a model? Do they want, you know, these particular things? Or is it, are they actually just being living by injected thoughts and beliefs of that's what society wants, right? So I have to be like that to fit in. Yes. This is right. why it goes many layers deep, right? That's mm -hmm. why through our education, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we bring to the awareness concepts. Mm -hmm. However, then it goes through deeper layers of education and then it goes through mm -hmm. a level of facilitation and implementation to bring the knowing then of that education. Yeah. So they can then trans start to transform their life. Yeah. yeah. And it, you, you, you start to become the architect of your own life or the master of your own mind. And you, you start to live more congruently and objectively to who you really truly are. I mean, I would rather stand out than fit in, to be honest, right? And I would, uh, you know, we'll go deeper into this, into the masterclass and understanding the behavioral characteristics and the psychology behind what is actually driving people to not live in their authentic axiology. That's, that's where the, having that true knowledge and understand, you start to be able to see from a different perspective of what has been actually uh, created for us to stay in that realm. Yeah, yeah. Again, these conversations could go on for hours. Oh, they could, absolutely, but we, we don't have hours in a day for us <laughs> to do this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So perhaps, we'll... perhaps that's a good place to actually wind it up, Benji, for today. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, um, again, we'll, we'll continue to kind of flesh these conversations out because uh, we're kind of committed to doing something, something daily. It'd be cool to be able to see this being fleshed out more into the sense of, um, yeah, the, the different components about why then if people have set objective goals and know the authentic values, what still may hold them back. And this is when we go into deeper layers of, you know, where are the fears, the guilts and shames, yeah. subordinating to others, you know? So there are other levels to, to it. It's not just know your values or goals and they're just going to be achieved. No, there's also master planning. There's also strategizing implementation tactics, right? So this is everything that gets taught and uh, facilitated within our Inception Masterclass. Hey everybody, this is Kelly. Really quickly, I just wanted to invite you to join our web class at inceptionmasterclass.com. Ben and I have found through our own journeys of self-mastery the intrinsic hunger that we all have deep inside of us to be more, to do more, have more and give more. We believe everybody is one paradigm away from something. Some of you guys are one paradigm away from discovering exactly what your purpose here on earth is. Some of you are one paradigm away from that deeply fulfilling intimate relationship. Some of you are one paradigm away from that level of health and physique that you desire. Some of you are one paradigm away from giving your bank account a massive boost. So we put together this in-depth web class together as an insight into our signature program, the Inception Masterclass series. 
that has been responsible for dozens of individuals in raising their levels of success in all seven areas of life. This web class is going to help you understand the philosophy, strategy, the implementation tactics and the full truth, that's it, the full truth, behind what is needed for you to obtain ever greater levels of achievement and intelligence. So what I recommend you do right now, stop everything, pause this audio, go online and go to inceptionmasterclass.com. That's inceptionmasterclass.com and join the next live web class with Ben and I. There's a web class starting in the next few days, so go and sign up right now, inceptionmasterclass.com.